0: And we are live Lee Ramsdale What is
1: up? How's it going, Brent? It's
0: going, man I have a busy day, but it's good How about for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, busy day I just flew out to Los Angeles last night From North Carolina So I'm on West Coast time
0: Yeah Three hours behind So it's morning still there Which is crazy
1: yeah, still morning
0: (sighs) Ah All right, I'm going to compose myself, get out of my meeting phone call mindset, and get into the, (laughs) let's have a good, nice BMX chat. And the first thing I I want to start by talking about is, like, I've started to do a lot more research for these since I gave them, like, the official name, and, and we're doing them a little bit more officially. And when I was looking through this, I just wanted to say that like I didn't know anything about you before the research other than the fact that I've seen you talking with a mic in props videos and that yeah. you worked for Mongoose. Dude, I had no idea how much like
1: you've literally done everything in BMX. Well, it's, <laughs> you really it's, have. <laughs> it's funny because I I I think when I knew you know, I wanted to be a pro rider when I was a kid. It was just uh, you saw the the old guys like R.L. Osborne and Ron Wilkerson and you're like, mm-hmm. oh that's what I wanna do. And and but it's funny, once I started, you know, competing and everything, I was like, I'm I'm not that good of a competitor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I realized I was kind of more of a personality and more of I just kinda of, I, I just loved every aspect of BMX. I wanted to do it all. And, and I, I learned like, that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I'm not gonna be great at one thing, but I'll be good at some of the stuff, but I'm going to have fun at all of it.
0: Yeah, dude. I yeah. was looking at it. It's like X Games. He's also been like a on-site like announcer or whatever thing at X Games. So he's ridden in it yeah. and talked for it. And the fact that you ride everything from trails to street to skate parks, you manage companies, and then there was something in a thing that I read. I think it was on LinkedIn about co-hosting the premiere for Joe Kidd. On a stingray or whatever, I was like, "What has not this guy done?"
1: <laughs> I haven't won contests. I haven't done that. But you were in um, X
0: Games. Who cares?
1: I, I it, it's, that was very fortunate. I've been to every X Games in some capacity. You know, started out as riding and then doing the sideline re- reporting, and then judging, and then la- you know TM stuff. But yeah, it's it's been it's I'm super fortunate. I, you know, I love bikes. Like I just love them. And it's, so it's to be able to do all that. And I kind of knew, you know, when I was, when I was riding for DK and then I got, I switched over to Eastern, I kind of did that because I knew I could start working for them, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and transition from being a a pro to kind of behind the scenes type guy. And it's good because I've now working with Mongoose, you know, being the sports marketing manager, I've seen all sides of it.
0: Right. Right. And we're going to talk about that. We're definitely yeah. going to talk about that. But I I guess to go from super fun part to a little more official thing, when I looked it up on LinkedIn, you're the sports marketing manager for Pacific
1: Cycle. So, well, for Mongoose. It's Pacific owns Mongoose. Right. You know, so It's under that umbrella.
0: So what I wanted to get at before we talk about Mongoose is like, you're working under Pacific, so like how do things actually work whenever it comes to that larger corporation and having a freestyle BMX company within that?
1: Well they they're owned everybody not everybody, but they're owned by Pond. That's the that that's so there's is an even the, bigger
0: one above Pacific. Even bigger
1: one. Yeah. Okay. So Pacific years ago acquired Mongoose, and that's I believe there's so much that, ha- you know, I believe they were their own thing. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, and that Schwinn and Mongoose and then some other company, derailed bought them and that. But right now, Pawn is, you know, they own Santa Cruz, Cannondale, GT, Schwinn, Mongoose and Cervelo, I think. Like there's, it's, it's a huge wow, company.
0: Yeah. So I was just kind of curious because I feel like when it comes to a huge name like that that owns all these things there's sometimes like a negative connotation that people just immediately oh no giant corporation bad but i don't i don't think that's necessarily the case so i was kind of curious just to hear a little bit from your side
1: now you know it's, it's funny because when i did get the job at mongoose it was i was leaving you know a smaller bike company i was like oh well i guess i'm gonna go corporate mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and then i i i show up and i realize it's such a not everybody obviously not everybody there rides bikes but the the core people like the product developing guy for mongoose Brian Baldus he's, he's a bike rider we used to ride scrap together
2: mm-hmm.
1: scrap skate park you know in Illinois and he's been there forever and he's bikes are his passion
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and then but but I think the most important thing is, is is people above me too know that they don't know that much about our world. So they trust us. They trust the writers. They trust me. That you know, they listen. So Yeah. That's that's kind of the thing is if you have the right people beneath you that you listen to, then I think things can work. And and I feel like it's gotten better since I've been there. Not not because of me, but because, you know, like that we have a good team. Good mm-hmm. team and, and we have people that trust us and that that helps
0: right and it makes sense and i feel like every time i talk to someone like you who works for under like this these larger names or kevin connors for example who's under haro who's right also this larger thing i mean everyone has a similar message of like there's always people here who ride bikes they get it they understand it just it is a larger thing and inherently that makes it safer as as far as security goes
1: yeah, yes and no, you know, because sometimes numbers play a factor and, and that could, but they, like Mongoose a, a while ago, before I was there, they, they dropped their team and realized that that was a bad mistake, picked mm-hmm. people back up. And, you know, they, they was, there's data that shows that that matters for the brand, like who's representing your company. You can't just be a company with no team and mm-hmm. want to be, you know, it's, it, it's still it is a corporate company so there's the good and the bad some things are slower to get done you know and that's that that can be sometimes frustrating but the fact that they let us do cool things like the mongoose jam where they're not really making money off of that but it's it's good for the brand it's good for the kids
0: yeah yeah absolutely man and and just hearing that like they understood that the team being cut was a bad thing they bring them back and then the fact that you've been working there as long as you have also shows it's like it's different than when people see you know random doritos sponsors bmx rider for a year and then they're gone like it's it's totally a different thing so i just kind of wanted to get that out of the way at the beginning it's like yeah it might be owned by like a larger thing but there's still a lot of it's still the same like love and mindset
1: Right, it, not you know, like there's accountants there that don't ride bikes, but that's fine. They're really good at, at doing accounting. So they should <laughs> yeah, be. They it, should it, be better at yeah, being an accountant
0: be. than riding a bike.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it's just, um, do those texts come through? By the way, when no, no, I don't see you, anything. Okay, good. <laughs> I just see you. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, so it, it, it's, I, I really like it there. Like I've had a, a good time. I feel comfortable. I feel listened to, and I feel like they listen to the riders. Not everything can, you know, be peachy, but it's, it is really good. Like this is, it's, um, for having a job, it doesn't feel like a job. You know what I mean? And it's, Mm -hmm. it's the best place I've worked in, in a long time. That's,
0: that's great. It's, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a good way to find the balance where you've got the good side of the business aspect where the people might not ride, but they're good at the business part. Then you got the people like you who our core and ride and you get it in the BMX world to come to the middle and make something like Mongoose or Haro GT, for example, like they're all doing good stuff in the BMX side.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great. I love being the, the boots on the ground to speak type of guy where it's, it's still, it's still in my blood and I've, you know, now getting older, I do ride all bikes. i ride mountain bikes, but BMX mm-hmm. is my first love and I feel like I'm just like when I'm on a, a bigger bike, It's, I'm a BMXer on that bike, you know, still same attitude, same everything. But, you know, it's it's funny because if I wouldn't have ridden mountain bikes, I don't think I'd be riding my BMX bike as much just because my body, like, I had both my knees replaced. Yeah. So I can't do anything like hard impact. And it just keeps me on a bike. But man, it makes when I'm on a, a different bike other than my BMX, it makes me miss my BMX and I go and like ride that as soon as I can. Yeah. That's, that's awesome.
0: I'm glad to hear that the other side keeps you into our side even more. That's good.
1: It does. It's, it's yeah.
0: Uh, so I'm curious too. I mean, we already said your official role at Mongoose is the sports marketing manager. How long have you been there? Since 2014. Dang. So we're going on third, not 13, no. eight years, eight years. Yeah. No, no, I'm wrong. Nine, nine. We're going on nine. Yeah. We're bike riders, not math we nope, established we definitely, this
1: definitely already. Not. <laughs> yep. So it's I am definitely if somebody wants me to be an accountant their books are going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you've been there for 9 years. What was the goal when you came in? Like what was the state of things and your kind of mindset of it?
1: Uh, this, it was they didn't really have like a, a, a team manager
0: mm-hmm. for
1: for the for the team. Um and oddly enough it was Matt Hoffman that got me that job there.
0: Nice. (laughs) which
1: it it was like I I was I I wasn't at Eastern anymore and I was kind of doing some other like I was freelancing stuff for Red Bull and doing just, you know, doing uh, the do tour stuff with Mark Losey Mm -hmm. and just sort Mm of sort of looking around. And and then Matt just, you know, he knew some guys there and they're like, yeah, I think they need a TM and talk to him, drop my name. And next thing I knew I had a meeting with him. So it's uh, I owe it all to him. Really,
0: that's awesome.
1: so they didn't really – they had a TM, this guy Chris McCardle out of the uh, U.K., but nothing in the U.S. And so I just sort of started with that role and doing social media. And then, like I said, my first flight there, I, I, I'm i going, and I look up. I was like, all right, this guy Steve Wilcox is picking me up. And I happened to Google search him, and I, it came up this big dude in a suit with glasses. So I was like, great. Here I go, corporate America or whatever. Yeah. But it, it was the wrong guy. It was this dude, he he rode mountain bikes and yeah, picked me up and it was, it was awesome. And then, and then went into there and just, uh, yeah, it's, I didn't really know what my expectations were, but once I met the team and realized that they're, they're they're ready to listen to us and, you know, and when I went in there, we already, Kevin Prowza was already on the team and he's dude can do no wrong, you know? Uh huh. that loves BMX and I I think we try to make this team like not a competition type of team but people that love truly just love bikes yeah at at the end of the day yeah what what a play what a places really matter you know like Mm -hmm. I feel like they used to but they don't anymore
0: I gotcha yeah and so in the rollback podcast I listened to with you you mentioned that it's Brian who's totally in charge of like the specking out complete bikes and stuff so like Yes. Were you involved at all with the process of like, mongoose going from whatever it was to what it is now, and as far as the bikes and and what we see
1: goes? Not. I mean, Brian will ask for input. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll and he'll basically. I'm the like the liaison between, like, hey, what are you guys riding? Because for a while our rear ends were way too long. You know, mm-hmm. so they shortened them up, and they. um but he know he's pretty knowledgeable about that stuff already, and it was I think it was more getting, like my role with the team and everything was getting the message out that we do actually make non big box store bikes. Yeah. Right. You you know, and it's funny because I would go to some events and be like, oh, I didn't know mongoose was back. That's awesome. But where they've been there all the time because people didn't know.
0: Really. So they there wasn't a point in time where it was only mainly the, the big box type stuff. Not when I
1: was there. Like when I showed up, like, you know, there was, there was real high end bikes. It's just people didn't know because we, we weren't in, in bike shops, right? You know, so it's in stuff was sold online or, or internationally. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You
1: know, it's funny because we are in bike shops. Like I'll go to Australia and go buy, um, A bike shop there, and I'm like, oh, that's a mongoose in the bike shop, and it's so awesome to see.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy to hear how that worked out because, I mean, in my mind, I thought it was like, oh, Lee Ramsdale's there. He's been in BMX from the beginning. He's what's helping pull them out of this, this negative perception that everyone had of mongoose. But I guess it sounds like it was a combination of you putting the message out there and Brian doing his work to make the bikes line up and make them that I, I
1: would, I would say that, you know, and then, then we got a be, some better channels to sell, like our direct to consumer. We we're able to do that. And you can, you can buy through there, you know? And, and then like, um, Albies carries a few of our things now. And so is powers, more powers is more on the race side and mm-hmm. Albies more on the freestyle side, you know? And it's, it's, uh, stuff like that's helped.
0: Right. So as did you have or make a conscious effort to like improve the reputation that Mongoose
1: had? Oh. Yeah, you know, and it's sort of, it's all about education because yep. we still have the big box store bike that you can get for a $100, but mm-hmm. you know, I I started on a bike like that and right. it's it it and I always say we have bikes for every skill level, every wallet. You know, it's kind of a generic saying, but it's true. It's it's you have to have that bike where a kid that can't afford a $300 bike, which is still a cheap freestyle bike, Mm -hmm. you know, just something, you know, and, and, but it's also, you got to tell people that you got to get the right tool for the job. Sure. You can start off on any bike and jump curbs and, you know, small jumps, but if you're going to progress, you have to start upgrading. That's what I did when I was a kid is I had some steel bike that I would, start to upgrade the parts yeah you know until i can afford or save up for like a, a full chrome bike that i really wanted
0: it's funny that you said that and that i found out about this pacific thing because the first bike that i rode so the bike that i took to the skate park the first time i ever took a bike there and then i went i rode from there to the shop and got a brand new fit complete that day and rode it back but the bike that i went there initially on That my dad found or we found at a swap meet was a pacific cyclone which which is like i think it's like a walmart level bike but that was in like my very first pictures where i'm doing a rolling no footer that is the bike that i'm on and it's kind of funny to find out
1: yeah so it's and it's that's the thing is if people use us as a stepping stone brand it's just we want to get more kids on bikes, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's not one of those things where we're not in like direct competition with like S and M or fit or somebody like that. You know, it's, I I mean, we have the bikes where if you want, if you want to be a loyal to you can still stick with it. You know, we have the Paraza frame. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and stuff like that, but it's man, just it's all about getting kids on bikes and it's, it's funny because we're not really competing against other bike companies. We're competing against like video games and Roblox and right. things that get kids, you know, kids are just iPads. so hard to get outside. Yeah. You're competing
0: yeah. against the iPad.
1: Yeah, so, even like my, my daughter, she'll she she she'll be like, oh, like, let's go for a bike ride. She's like, oh, I don't want to. But when uh, she gets out, she's fine. So it's just getting them out there.
0: You know? mm-hmm. So is, what were some of the things that you did that you tried to educate people on? mongoose and what you guys had
1: just go to go to more events go to, to real like it in-person events where people can walk by and see us uh our social media yeah. you know we did we we when i got there we didn't our the original mongoose account was hacked and so i started that from from zero started oh, a man. new account and then it it's uh, i've never done the any of the the scams or schemes to, to get more followers. I feel like all ours are natural and you know, mm-hmm. like people that want to be there and it's just, and, and then have just doing our events our mongoose jams and just trying to be at, at other events just where I can talk to people Yeah, and, and then educate our riders as well about, you know, what, where you can get stuff, what we have, what the difference between this bike and that bike is. Yep you know and it's it's still it's still a a battle it's i think it's always gonna be a battle because of where we're at but it's um i feel like it's getting through i feel like people the image is turning around a bit you know
0: yeah i mean i was just gonna ask where do you feel things
1: are at right now with it well it, it's good it's like we we just started um supporting maddie kramer
0: i saw that we we're i was gonna yeah. bring that up later
1: and then, but if you go on to his comments, it's mostly positive. You I know? saw that. It's, yeah. Like it, it's good. It's, you know, it's just, I, I feel like if we keep doing the cool stuff and, and, and showing that, that, Hey, we're here to, to support the sport
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and that, that will come through more than just like, okay, yes, we do make a hundred dollar bike, Right. but we also make you know it's funny because you go get, yeah or, or you can go get the well with inflation it's probably 800 now <laughs> but yeah. it, you know it is funny you can go go in a big box store and get like a, a hundred dollar complete bike but then you go look and get like what three hundred dollar frame but it, it's you know it's yeah. there the quality you can get something with good quality
0: yeah and uh it's funny too because i caught on to this years ago and I, it was it happened when I was in Walmart. Uh, you know, I'm BMX rider. I always go. I'm gonna walk by the bikes because I don't know why.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you have to.
0: Yeah. So I I looked up and I was like, hold up, those are three piece cranks and they don't look like total garbage. What's going on here? So then I looked closer and it was the the mode 180, I think, that was in Walmart. The mode 90 yeah. was the one that was most of the time there but this time like our walmart had a mode 180 or something and i looked closer at it i was like holy crap like this thing has all these different things on it and then there's a couple people that showed up to the local park on mode 90s and i'm like dang like yeah it's like obviously still a budget thing but they're like they're trying here so then i look closer right. and i was like no way they make a fully spec'd out complete bike Full chromoly, everything, sealed hubs, sealed mid-bond bracket, integrated headset. I'm like, dude, this is legit. And this is years and years ago.
1: Yeah, and and I don't think that bike's there anymore. Um,
0: Oops. Oh, no. (laughs) We lost him. (laughs) Whoa, that thought. Oh, goodness. That's funny. Hopefully oops i'm back i'm back i'm sorry <laughs> you're good <laughs> i
1: got I, I didn't I, I didn't put on the th- a call came through and it. Just, oh like, that's no! hilarious anyways was ready. it was good <laughs> but uh yeah so um yeah and that's again that's brian Baldus. like he it, it, even if the bike isn't full chromoly it still has angles that are good you, yeah you get on it you're not on some hoopty thing that you you don't feel comfortable on but it's uh yeah man it's Seriously, I keep saying it, but it's about getting kids on bikes. And let's let's you know. Yeah, it's just like, and I even heard, uh, like you know, I, I used to be like, oh, scooters at skate parks, and then, but if you're nice to them and say, hey, try this bike out, that's a good way instead of you know, mm-hmm. so being a jerk to the kid, you're you're encouraging them to, to try bikes.
0: Right, and it was just well, it was so impressive to me to see that bike in Walmart. Then look up, and I'm like. Oh My god, I know and you know for a fact like that bike that's all specked out like that is made alongside other companies completes. so I've had a mindset for probably five six years now that Mongoose complete bikes at any given price point in comparison to other Complete bikes are the same quality and like you can't change my mind because I know they're the same
1: Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent it's just that perception you know Mm -hmm. and that's so it it, and that's what we're here to to try to change and try to i mean you you i think the biggest downfall about mongoose being where they're at where they're at is you get that that parent who remembers mongoose when he was growing up Mm -hmm. and buying the bike shop mongoose goes oh they're great you know let's get this and then something does happen because they bought the 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 least expensive one. And they're, you know, so that's the only back, that, not the only, but that's a backlash that we get. Yeah. Because, because they, they expect more versus the, the no name complete, that could be spec the same. So yep. that's, you you know, and it's, so that's one, again, it's all about education. Saying this is the bikes great to start on great to, but you, you know, yep. you have to to know what you're getting
0: yeah and i've been a proponent of this education especially on mongoose for a while now just talking about like it's the same price point it's the same specs sometimes like whenever it's 2021 i think i did a whole bunch of videos on all these companies lineups of their complete bikes and the top of the line mongoose complete came in, and it was one of the best values that you could get in a complete bike. And like, this is the kind of thing that we can talk about to get that negative reputation
1: kind of out of there. right. Yeah, this and that's good. I appreciate I appreciate you doing stuff like that because it's it's people are are ready to you know talk crap right away mm-hmm. when they hear
0: it, but. Yeah it just doesn't it doesn't matter whose sticker is on the bike if it's a hundred dollars it's not suitable for anyone who's like really really trying to ride
1: right and and it's funny because we sent i don't know if you remember we did a uh it was a collab with target and stranger things we did this yeah i saw like, those bikes. Uh, a bike and i i we sent one to all the riders so because so, they you know it's a cool old retro throwback oh, yeah. and I sent one to pat to pat casey and i was like Hey, you want just can you get a photo or video of you on that? Like on the Rams, just playing around mm-hmm. and, and just thinking, literally rolling. But he does a video where he's like flaring and and just not like, thing have mags, uh, aluminum mags, like they're heavy. And, oh my and, uh, goodness, and I don't know, uh, you know, you know, the quill stem that yeah. was like horrible, stem <laughs> and it just like but he flared it, and did all this. I was like, Pat, don't do that again but it was, it was awesome you know so it's it's i'm just saying you can get on a bike and at least jump a little ramp or jump curbs to sure. get the feel and, and the you know
0: for sure yeah that's smiles that's what i say whenever i make videos talking about recommending any kind of bikes is like if you're just gonna roll in circles go off curbs a little bit yeah whatever you're gonna buy is gonna be okay but the second that you're going regularly to a skate park or trails or anything yes. that is when you kind of got to step things up and don't and buy things once so you can prevent yourself from buying them twice. Right, right.
1: And, and I see that I go to skate parks and I'll see a kid on a you know, like a a big box complete, whether mm-hmm. it's ours or not. But I just try to like and I'll see the parent, and I go, Oh, you could do this and this first thing I tell them to do is take off the kickstand, take yep, you know, just yep. things and like it'll just make the bike more comfortable.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't want to Beat this whole mongoose isn't as bad as some people think it is thing into the ground. But that was like, no,
1: no, no. Keep saying it over and over again. <laughs> keep, keep, I like That's it. <laughs> the rest
0: of our whole entire talk, mongoose isn't bad. <laughs> but, yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's what I felt for a long time. And I mean, I've wanted to, like, I've thought about, you know, going and getting one of those bikes and just riding it for some videos and showing, like, yeah, it might not be that bad. But with that note, you mentioned Maddie Kramer. So what exactly is going on with that for people who don't know?
1: Well, uh, I don't know if you know who Maddie is. He's this guy that's pretty good on bikes, so wanted to hook him up. But yeah. no, um, I just remember seeing Maddie at, at a contest, and I just lo- I just felt like he fit what I think is sort of like the image among us, which is go out there, have fun, do your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not not the flip whip whatever you know contest rider but he does it he's like peraza where he does it with a smile he has yep. fun he shows that he but he also rides everything like he just did we sent him one of our gravel bikes and he just did a hundred mile ride on a stock bike yesterday yeah and you know and just 100, 100 miles on a gravel bike especially a stock one like that's it's that's, that's that's crazy and and that's the thing is he just he kind of rides all bikes too and we make everything so i kind of wanted. To, um, like have somebody that does it all, yeah. And, and he he has a, a good following, which is cool. But it's like people people like that. He has fun. That's what bikes are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're, just, they're,
1: they're fun. So he's he's a perfect guy to to be supporting and hooking up with with Bongo stuff.
0: I would agree with that. Was it you who worked out the deal with him and worked with him on that?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing him, and then I actually mentioned it to Kyle Carlson. Like that's I'd like that somebody like Maddie's perfect, you know, mm-hmm. it was a while ago. And, and then Kyle being the little talking guy, he the is, Kyle
0: but, that Kyle is, yeah,
1: he, <laughs> he, he chirped into Maddie's ear and it just, it just started from there. So yeah, it's just, you know, and it, and it was funny. It's like, um, when I was over at Eastern, you know, uh, Scotty rode for Eastern was one of his first bike spots.
0: Oh, I had no idea.
1: So I, I, that was, we was like, what, 16 mm-hmm. and, and, and just a madman. So, it's kind of cool that I've I've worked with both the Kramer right Kramer boys but it's um it's just it's a good family like you know their parents are are awesome and it's they're just they're all about bikes and it's just it's really cool. Yeah, and I mean
0: it just I think it just makes sense for something like that in that like and I think it's going to be a model that we see more and more in the future in that people build this following on the internet through the youtube channel the instagram whatever it might be and they're also a great person who does a good job representing the people that they represent those are the people i think that make the most sense in the future to really like target at the same time as people like uh who else ben wallace and greg ellingworth and and all the other people that ride for mongoose like you have another horse in the stable i guess
1: yeah, you know, and you got like like Pat, like Pat's uh like, he's kind of a quieter type guy, but man, his his ride speaks volumes. Oh yeah, you know, and it's and he and he does stuff differently. Like his free coaster game is like nobody else for real. out there, right you now. know? Yeah. And, yeah, and it's um, yeah. I, so that's the sort of thing. Like I, you don't want ju- just a competitive rider. You want somebody that's, but kind of just embodies what BMX is about.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: feel I feel like Maddie does that too. And that that's you know, I always get emails from people going, "Hi, so and so's an influencer with millions of views. Would you like to do" and I'm just like, "No." Gross. You know, and it's just yeah. like, "You want the like that word influencer. I hate that word so much. Hate that word so much. I, that so I much. am like, that, but I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But so, so so is everybody that rides for a company. They are an influencer. They're just called riders, athletes. What? Stop and, saying but they're, the word. <laughs> they're the truest form of it, where they ride and love it, and that's what you want. You don't want, you know, somebody that that just uh, has tons of following.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
1: you know, but.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. I think it's a good move, and it makes sense.
1: Yeah, so it's you know fit, fits right in with somebody like Kevin and even even Nikita. You know, she like she's out there having fun, and she is a competitor. But it's like when you see her ride on a daily basis, she's out there talking crap with all the guys and having a good time. That's
0: good. Yeah, I've never I've never been around her in any kind of capacity that wasn't an event. So.
1: Yeah, people are people are different at events than they're not. You know, like it's it's. uh, I go to some of the BMX races, and it's a a different different world than what we do. It's very competitive. (laughs) Like I'm like uh, you know we sponsor Cam Wood, which is funny because you know there's that Cam Wood freestyle from Salt Lake, Mm. and then there's Cam Wood, our BMX racer from Arizona, but he's very focused when he's there. But then I've been on some like uh, demos with him where just had a track mess around, and he's just the, the the dude smiling, goofing off, having fun, you know. Yeah. So so contests are, are definitely a different place to meet people because the ones that take it real serious are focused and they're not they're not there to to chit chat and you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean and, for and, those and socialize, but for those people, I mean that's how they pay their bills. They have to be focused. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean for some of those people I guess not everybody has a, a sponsor that can pay all their bills so it's a serious thing it's like going to work. Yeah. Who? So another thing I'm curious about because you I feel like you'd have a pretty unique perspective on how BMX is doing it in itself being that you work for a company that makes bikes that are sold at a big box store and bikes that could be sold at a bike shop that are more higher end. I feel like you, you might be able to have insight from different eyes on that. And I'm just curious how you feel BMX is
1: doing like right now.
0: Yeah. This moment like in I, time,
1: I, I think bikes sales, bikes, whatever in general, we're kind of feel like we're in a COVID hangover,
0: right?
2: You for know, sure. like yeah.
1: every, everybody bought bikes then everybody yep. has bikes. And I think it's, Everywhere, not just bike shops or direct to consumer, big box stores, everybody is sitting on product, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's BMX in general, there's a lot of guys out there, you know. I, I feel like I see more kids on bikes than I have in a while, and I that's probably part of the COVID. We got to get outside and do this, you know. Mm-hmm. But it goes in cycles, always does. feels like <laughs> it's every it, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, it feels like. It's, it's almost like a 10 year thing, but I feel like with the COVID boom, it, it's a little harder now. Yeah. You know, I think 2022 and this year are going to be sort of like a slow year in, and not in contest or events, but just in sales.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. And I, that's exactly why I asked you that to get your perspective, because you kind of can see, maybe see, I don't know if you can or not, but I felt like you could maybe see things from that where what you're saying. Like everybody bought bikes yeah, during e-
1: even, even the used bike market is horrible right now. I had a friend go, no, I'm not selling my bike right now. Cause it's everything is so kind of cutthroat and, mm. you know, used to be able to like, right when the COVID stuff started, you could sell a used bike for almost as much as a new one.
0: Literally, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, like cars and everything. But now that everybody has it, it's sort of like no.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. So cool. I'm glad that I don't. I'm not glad that that's happening, but I'm glad that I had that. I can put things yeah. together because that's that's why I love in doing these is that I get everybody's perspectives and then I can kind of get a, even more of a pulse for what's actually going on.
1: Right. You know, and it's it's like it, it's comes and goes it, like ebb and flows. Like I was listening to the Mueller one you did, you know, and he's mm-hmm. pretty much like everybody's in that boat where they have, but, but it's, it's the people that kind of see it coming that that can, you know, yep, come out of it better. Cause I was, I was talking to, uh, Mike Brennan, you know, Merritt, yep, you know, and they're, they're, they, they seem to be doing good. Cause he was able to, to see it, not over order. Oh, that's stuff. great. So, you know, you know, And then some people, if you do overorder some things like tires, that's something people are always going to need. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, you can't make a tire last forever if you're riding a lot. Yeah, no. Well, what do you think BMX needs right now to get, like, maybe not necessarily as far as, like, the the personal side of things with people goes, but the sales and moving stuff side of things
1: goes. Uh, I think think it's man it's it's a, that's such a tricky question it's hard yeah you, yeah and, and it's I feel like it'd be cool just if more companies you know were a little more united yeah and you know it, it it's but it's again that's a hard thing to do you know I, I I try to get along with everybody not not because I feel like it's good for business just because if you run a BMX company and you're into bikes then I automatically like you, you know right but it's it's one of those things but it just feels like and I, I hate comparing stuff with skateboarding stuff, but you know, it feels like there's a little more unity in in that type of industry than ours.
0: That makes sense.
1: So how do we you, you, how do we get there? That's a good question. Talk more. Talk more. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. Like when when just I, I feel like when we realize we're not against each other as much as some people think we are. Like we, like we have to battle for, like I was saying earlier, like getting kids off their computer and iPad and making parents feel like, okay, BMX is a cool sport. You know, you go to some janky skate park with graffiti everywhere and the parents aren't, you know, into like, oh, I don't want to leave my kid here. Right, so it's yeah. sort of like trying to make something. And that's why we do those like. Uh, mongoose jams and that uh, we're this year. We're not doing like our full on mongoose jam, but we are partner up with the uh, USA BMX freestyle. Yeah. We're going to be doing um, little jams before. Oh yeah. Events. Yeah. I talked
0: with Shane about that.
1: Yeah. So it, it, it's, and it's just a, to, where if a kid don't want to ride a contest, he doesn't have to, but he can still come out and, and ride and show that, Hey, this is a good, fun, safe event to do. And, and just get, like I said, it's all about trying to do more, more events i feel like if if other like i know like there should companies should get behind smaller events more oh yeah or, or or go out and do their own you know and that's why like i i i love stuff like um like what crandall does you know with his rumble enrichment it's a mm-hmm. it's a really fun event i don't know if you did you go to any of those
0: i haven't been to one yet but i think i'm going to really try to go to this year's
1: Ooh, yeah th- those are so just doing Those events aren't easy to put on, but they're they're worth it. When you see all the kids smiling and having fun and and you see the kids that come out there and just watch and they're like, this is cool. I want to try this. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I, I think companies doing more events, whether they put on themselves or just really promote it, you know, I think that really helps a lot
0: that and like how you talked about companies being more united or bmx being more united in that like if company a puts on an event and it's near com- where at whatever near company b they still can like people can work together to put on an event like two random companies could essentially you know show up and support the same thing because it's supporting the same scene
1: yeah, like uh, USA BMX events. Like last year were sponsored by multiple <laughs> bike companies. You know, exactly. Fit was, spo- was sponsored right alongside Mongoose. And yep. it's just it, – it. those are just really good because it is it is the first contest that a kid can ride and, and do the whole series if they want. I mean it gets expensive, you know, but they can at least go to a couple of them and see, Oh, you know, competing is good for – for me and that's why i like doing the jams though because you can see that you can go out there and be a part of an event but not worry about the competition like when we did our dirt Vana jam in ashville it was really cool because we let the during the jam like we'd like peraza and nikita and those guys they would just jump in and ride with them mm-hmm. so it was just really cool to be like I'm doing I'm doing a train with Kevin Pros Like I'm following Kevin Pros through this set of trails, and yep. it's it was really cool to see that.
0: Yeah, and and with the USA BMX things, those Friday nights they were already jams to begin with because everybody who was there and everyone who wasn't in the contest was riding that night, anyways. So it just makes sense to do like an official. All right, we're gonna do an actual little pre-contest jam.
1: Yeah, and it, it it'll be set up to be where like we'll. Just they'll be riding. We'll have it. At, the first one's in Florida, mm-hmm. I think, and next weekend maybe. Holy
0: crap! It's next weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, not this weekend, but next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that that'll be uh, that'll be fun to see how that that one comes out. You know, and Matt, Maddie will be at that one. He's he's living in Florida now, yep. so that, that's kind of a no brainer. Yeah, It's so, awesome. That'll be cool. Yeah, I think. I don't it's know funny. if I answered your question, but I just think <laughs> get, like more events. Yep, Just small events where people don't feel pressure I think is really cool
0: Yeah, I just went to The Wheel Mills Winter Welcome Jam Oh, I wanted to go to that so bad You gotta go next year because it's the 10th okay. one
1: Okay
0: I mean, it's they're make it even bigger And Mike Patazny, the guy who's organizing all of it Got a new job Has more time So this year's, I mean, they were amazing before But this year's, he even went further all out with it And it was just It Oh.
1: What's that, yeah, man? I got. I was going to hit up Mike about that. So I, I saw him at. Uh, where, where did I see him at? Darren Bolden's wedding just recently. So, yeah, good people
0: for sure. And that event felt just. I wasn't at you know the Changa contests or the early Dirty East contests at the Flow, but I was at the last couple Dirty East contests, and I it felt so similar to that like amazing vibe of crazy things happening and everybody being stoked and someone lands something and the cheers are so loud that you
1: feel them I know those are those are some of the best contests you mm-hmm. know and like the, I remember I went to one of the Battle of Hastings the one source did and it was just like like you said you just felt it vibrate through your body as people were just so pumped you know and those Battle of Hastings are a bit bigger than something like the the wheel mill one yeah in the sense like i think they're perceived as being a bigger type of event you have more pros but god i love the i I love it too where you'll see that local hero guy doing something at at his skate park and that's just that happened amazing yeah
0: the high air contest there was a dude on a dirt jumper patrick patrick inglehart i think is how you say his last name he was in it all the way up until just the very end and he's on a dirt jumper going you know <laughs> 13 foot air and yeah. just landing super gnarly and he's just a local guy who's blasting
1: that's awesome That's, that's all, i love seeing that
0: yeah we we definitely need more stuff like that and i think the more we talk about it the more it happens and the more everybody comes together and realizes like yeah BMX is this small pie that some people are competing for but it doesn't mean that we can't all still get together and have an amazing time right I I agree with that 100 percent. boom uh no I'm going to change gears a little bit because this is an interesting topic in the podcast with Kyle that you you did. I know we're mentioning, Kyle, we're mentioning you so much, but you know too what? Too much. Too much. Cut it off. No. <laughs> but in that, you mentioned, or he asked a question about Am riders and Mongoose, and it made me realize, yeah, Mongoose doesn't, I mean, all, all those riders are pro-level riders, right? The ones you do have? Yes. Okay. So So with that,
1: Except for that guy, Kevin Braza. Yeah. He's a top, top amateur. Yeah. You'll that have match.
0: that, you know, he's just putting on that smile all the time. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but, but what it made me wonder is, do you feel like there's too many sponsored riders in BMX where you guys keep it smaller to where you might be able to do way more for them than you could if you had 15 AM riders?
1: Uh, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Cause I, I do want to get, I would like to start hooking up some AM guys. But man, that's, that's a hard question because it's, it's what you can do. You know, I feel like having a smaller team is just easier to manage.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's easier to give more love to those people and do, you know, do, do more for them. But it's like, yeah, that's, that's per company, you know, how, how you want that. But I do like that image of where, okay, you have only these certain amount of guys on the team or girls and, and, that you know for a while it was only five people we'd sponsor yeah but and and it was just sort of like a conscious effort now we're a little bit more than that but it's you still want to keep it small and a tight team and and when we do these trips they feel so fun because you like they everybody gets along really well Mm -hmm. and it is and that's like when we do the trips it's easier to do that team trip you know like right when i was on dk we had a lot of people on on there so it's harder to get that big crew together and do something
0: right where when you have this smaller team like what you guys have now it's easier to be like all right we're gonna bring every single one of them out for this one thing. right
1: and that's what we try to do with our jams we had that way that everybody out there was
0: i think it's in some senses it's better that way in a little bit i mean obviously it's great when people get supported but sometimes when i think about it, it does some feel a little bit like there's too many sponsored riders who might just be doing it for you know grips or whatever it might be where the people if they if it got trimmed a little bit some people could be supported a little bit more
1: yeah and that's i mean that's how how that's just what we chose to do you know right right it 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 depends how you know when fbm was around they pretty much just they sponsored a lot of people but Mm -hmm. i think when you went that you kind of knew okay this we're doing this for the love and and we're I'll just get a frame. Maybe you've that discount, but it, well, and I've flown some frames to people for sure, you know, but yeah. it's, it, it's hard to manage when you have a lot of, a lot of people on your team. That makes sense. Definitely makes
0: sense. And obviously like you're saying it's a per team per company type. Team yeah, for sure. Uh, I have an interesting question here that I want to make sure I hit says, oh, no. <laughs> uh, my buddy Austin from West Virginia just asked, I mean, you guys are working with USA BMX Freestyle already. He said, any way to work with USA BMX and bring back the jumping contest to some of the nationals?
1: Oh, that's that. I, yeah, I mean, I remember they did those jumping contests at the, yeah, at each uh, event. Like, NBL did that. Uh, I, that's a question for them. Actually, that's a question for Kyle. Here, let me get you Kyle's phone number. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, that that's cut sponsorship dollars if somebody would come up and be like, "Hey, I want to sponsor this dirt jump contest." But man, they're hard at those nationals. It, they're, I went to one in South Carolina, the, the Rock Hill one. Mm-hmm. There was like 300 motos or more. It went on till like 1:30 in the morning. So, I, whether or not they have time to do a contest in there, I who knows? You know. Yeah, but that that would be cool to do, it's, but I'm not the right person to, to talk to. About I think that. he was
0: saying he said he started with Mongoose has money and resources, put pinning, pitching it in a way of like maybe Mongoose oh, can right, sponsor right.
1: Ma- that. Yeah, well, we're sponsoring the, the series, so you got to kind of pick and choose. You know, it's yeah. uh, not like our, we we don't have the unlimited dollar, but yeah, you don't have the blank check. No, we're not there anymore. Yeah, I. It's, speaking
0: on just how many motos they have it sounds like they might need to have like two tracks at these things have
1: yeah i know two it's, it's crazy and that's not that's not every every event but i know that rock hill one's a big big event
0: yeah so taking things way back to talking about your riding career you started riding when you were 14. what year was that 84. 84. I-
1: i i consider that when i got my first like i always had a bike you know like i i was late learning i was six years old when i learned how to ride ride a bike and um but then 14 is kind of when i got my first freestyle type bike and that was just that generic bike and i you know remember going over my friend had a quarter no not even my friend this somebody told me about this guy that had a quarter pipe and i didn't know what a quarter pipe was Mm -hmm. it was like seven foot tall and it backed up like it was propped up against trees and there was woods behind it and he's like yeah this guy greg jumps this i was like what yeah i thought he jumped off into the trees i had no and then the next day i went and saw what he did and i hit the quarter pipe went maybe a quarter ways up and i was like this is awesome yeah and then yeah I just started from that you know yeah that's kind of like you talked about me riding everything and that's sort of what we did was like we'd go ride these quarter pipes or half pipes in the day then at night we'd go to like the Burger King parking lot and, and ride flatland and just kind of rode it all.
0: Yep. I was going to ask you to tell me about Greg Bloom.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he, he's just a guy that I uh, he's the one that sort of got me into riding. Yeah. And he, still, he still rides now. He's like a year older than me and he has some trails. There. People, they're called shotgun trails in North Carolina. Oh, and I've
0: heard of those.
1: Yeah, and he's uh he had a house that backed up to to those and like pretty much kept those going and still rides, you know. How wild
0: yeah. is that that the guy who got yeah. you into BMX is still doing it?
1: Still doing it. And we had a, we kind of had a, a a core crew of people, you know, and it's just funny watching those people drop out and who stays with it Mm -hmm. you know and greg greg was the dude that never cared about sponsorships or anything he just loved it not saying people that do care about it it's just don't love it it's i i cared about sponsorships that was just because i i wanted to uh keep riding and keep doing stuff you know so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah man that's it i'm noticing that myself as i'm you know getting older I just noticed the people who are dropping out, but now it's to the point where a lot of the people who quit riding that was from original riding group, they had, they got married, they had their kids and now they're coming back, back and they got, the I see kids. that too.
1: And it, it, it's cool. That that was one thing that was cool about us doing those um, retro repops. Yeah. It's, it's seeing people like buy them and they're like, Oh, just, and then, but then they'll go buy a different bike. That's, that's, they could actually ride because those mm-hmm. are spectra like they wore in the eighties, which are like 19, <laughs> terrible 19 geometry. Two. Yeah. <laughs> and just, it, it, it was something that it, it just brings back those memories and people are like, Oh, I want to do that again. And, and that's really cool. And this good going to a skate park and you see in like the, the 40, 50 year old guys out there. And they're just like, just kind of cruising. You know, it's funny. Cause I, I was thinking about how like now, I'm having probably more fun on my bike than I have in a while because there's that transition from being a pro mm-hmm. to working, and, and it, when you're sort of coming down from that, it's it's a mind game where you're just like, oh, what are the expectations? And and now I'm just like, no expectations. And people are just psyched to see a, you know, oh, you're still riding, that's cool. But kind of like when I was 14, just get into it. I'm still just doing tables and x-ups, and that's what I'm doing now. But I'm having that same amount of fun, you know
0: yeah it's pretty awesome that we have this thing in bmx that it might be physical but to where it wears on our bodies but we can still do it for as long as we can
1: yeah and you just don't have to be as crazy as you you were you know but yep it's i'll still do something every once in a while that scares me and that's i was like oh yeah it's awesome
0: yeah that's that's always awesome too but it's when you get that that feeling you get all hot and you start like
1: Yeah, I have to do it. I have to. There's no choice. Like when I rode a lot of street and I'd I'd see something like a big rail, if I didn't get butterflies, that means I wasn't going to do it. That Mm -hmm. just means like it was either too gnarly or just something about it wasn't right. But if I got those butterflies, like, all right, it's on. I got to do this. Wow,
0: what a perspective.
1: I've never thought about it that way. And and, and also, I always gave myself the three rule. Like, I, I gave myself three. Approaches. If I didn't jump on again, I walked away. But it's just smart. like when you do a rail, you, you just jump on and that, and you crash, but you're usually okay. That that was the thing. Was you get that first one out of the way and then you, you can session it or try it for four hours and then, then you're fine.
0: Yeah. That was my problem with rails. It's either I did it right away and tried it or I would sit there for an hour and go in circles.
1: Yeah. I, I just told myself, I was like, you're going to, You could sit there for an hour but you know you're probably gonna do it so might as well just do it on your third try the most (laughs) so that's smart you know
0: yeah so i was looking things up i did a lot of research for this and i saw you had a lot of sponsors throughout the years of like legendary names in bmx now and before we talk about any of those specifically i was kind of curious like how you first. Broke into the industry and got Connected with somebody
1: It was with um, It was called To be home cooked it was my My friend Hal Brindley he went on to do Play clothing okay again Probably a lot of, like way before, you know in the Early 90s that that was that even before That in the well the, it was To be home cooked but he saw me at a local Event and w- We didn't really know each other but he liked My sketchy style and he Just mm-hmm. uh, having fun and not caring about you know about placing or anything. But he he started sponsoring me. Yeah. Just T shirts. I remember getting those T shirts. It was the the biggest deal in the world. You know, I was like, oh this is awesome. Yeah. And then that so that was my first and he actually did help me get to some contests. Like I was going to the two hit King of Vert contest that yeah. Ron Wilkerson was doing. And slowly from there people started seeing like I and I think it was helping that. I I, I wasn't going that high but I was Trying really hard stuff, in, and I was just being having fun and being cool to people, you know. Yeah, and, and then eventually came up where I got a call out of the blue, it was Ron Wilkerson. Oh, and I thought it was my friend Craig messing with me, <laughs> like you know, just like because there's no way that. And then he wanted me to ride for Wilkerson Airlines because that was before he called it too hip, but and yeah. I was just like blown away, right? You know, so. But I think it's persistence. Like I wasn't ever the best guy, but I I felt like I was a guy having the trying to have the most fun.
0: Yeah, that'll do it, man.
1: And going to just because it was way before social media, so it was per event, Mm -hmm. you know. And then I I would just like I always tell kids, just go get out as much as you can. I mean, I was working jobs and just pay enough to where you get like six people in a car that only holds four people to, to you know, and everybody yep. share a room and you get up there and you kind of just grind it until, and, and I was a guy that did want to be sponsored. You know, I don't know. I don't want that to sound vain or whatever, but I want with it. I love, I love that lifestyle. I wanted to be able to ride bikes for a living, even though riding for a living meant you're, not you're getting like 50 bucks a month for a while, but it's, hey, still, that, that's all I wanted to do. That's it, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with having goals no. like that. I mean, it's not, yeah, having that goal doesn't stop you from being the guy who goes and tries to have the most fun.
1: No, it, it just made me have it, gave me the, the, the tools to have more fun, exactly. You know, it get like I ended up on the road fools, and those are just like memories that'll just last a lifetime
0: yeah you got you got good road fools memory off the top of your head for me
1: oh just like well we me and mike ardeline we went on road fools too because dave Frymouth couldn't make it dave was originally gonna go okay so it, it took two two riders to uh, <laughs> to replace dave's for, one to, rider yes yeah. yes of course That makes fair sense. enough so we um we showed up on that and that i was just nervous and you know because there was a Heavy crew on there, mm. it, you, you know. It just, uh, but I always loved riding with like Jimmy. He was just uh, like we we, you know, just gnarly dude that just went for stuff, you know. And he then bar uh, Mike too. Yeah, Mike Tag. He was on there, and that was just like I, I've already known Tag, so it's just like we would split up in groups because there were so many people, and I was always try to be in the group with Tag because he's. he's just one of the best dudes just to ride with you know yeah but yeah good memory and it did not seem like it but it was when mike accidentally burned my face <laughs> i don't know when, about this oh no, we're we um just all sitting around the bus at the uh after riding i think we're in portland and mike knows how to, you know blow fire with okay. uh was it 151
0: something clear, some, yeah.
1: some liquor yeah but just take a lighter and blow it So I was just like, oh, let me get a photo of that. That was a point-and-shoot camera, you know? So I'm sitting there with the camera, and he was far from me, but he blew the thing, the fire, but the ball, like, it usually just sprays out, and then it's done. But a ball of flaming alcohol (laughs) just flew, hit me in the face, and my face and my hair caught on fire.
0: You got Dragon Ball (laughs) z (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for, for real. and so I'm sitting there smacking my face to get it out because the liquid's just sitting there, so it's still on. And oh. then rooftop, rooftop was smacking the top of my head like, and like it went out, but I just like blistered up and everything. And then so I just went and got Neosporin and just put it all on my face. And if you look in there, there's an interview where I'm, I'm talking with the, and my face is just shining. This is before they explained what happened, so it looked pretty funny. Oh my goodness, yeah. I, that's a good story. It was, uh, yeah. So I got my face burnt. And it was fun. Uh,
0: it's like a, it's like the new age uh, skincare <laughs> routine or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. To have somebody blow one fifty-one on fire. <laughs> just re- really does does stuff with the wrinkles. Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
0: so I'm gonna try and go through and list everybody that you rode for, and if we have anything to talk about with them, we can. The first one I saw was Diamondback.
1: Diamondback was a, uh, that was like a bike shop sponsor. You oh, know, okay. I, I, I'm not like it was, they, the bike shop basically gave us a deal. The the first real one I could do, like, was this race company called Baden Company. I have
0: that friend. next on my list.
1: Yeah, so that was the first one. It was, I was at an MBL when the MBL did, it was in Louisville. They, they had a freestyle contest next to the race. Mm. And one of the racers was like, oh, you got a freestyle sponsor? And he introduced me to the guy, and the guy sent me a frame. And it was like a double XL. It was not a good frame for me to be on. I, um, and that didn't last very long. And then uh, James Shepard hooked me up with a with a homeless.
0: I saw homeless and, was on that list yeah, too.
1: That bike, for some reason, that's the highest I ever went on vert. I was going like 11, 12 foot on that Jeez. frame. I don't, I don't know what it was. It was like that bike, just somehow I, I can pump it good on the vert ramp.
0: Damn. And then,
1: after homeless, I got the call from Ron, and that was the um,
0: Wilkerson Airlines. Yeah,
1: and then I rode for him for like three years, and that was that was awesome. That was my first like real tour. Yeah, you know, we 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 just cruise around the country and hit bike shops and things, and it was that was a great great experience. That's awesome. That was. It was, I mean, it wasn't as like glamorous as when I was like in the 80s growing up and you Mm -hmm. like the GT team would come or Wilkerson himself with Haro. It was like where you have like thousands of people watching, but it was really cool. You know? Yeah. Like we just went all over the country for that summer. Got to go to so much stuff, like so many different spots and ride. It was just a box jump, literally a box jump show, but it was fun.
0: Hell, yeah. Were you there for when 2HIP started too, or was that after oh, you?
1: No, no, that was then. It was Wilkerson called me and said, yeah, I got th- this new company I'm going to do, which I was kind of bummed because I loved Wilkerson Airlines. Like, that mm. that Riot frame was is still one of my favorite frames. Like, I just, I love it. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. For the most part, it still had thin dropouts, but everything else is great. What about you know? it was
0: ahead of its time?
1: It's just a bigger well maybe it was at the time it was just bigger it was one of the first like big tube bikes oh okay you know like for strength and then that bash guard was the best bash guard ever on a bike it was nice and flat in the bottom and it it was yeah i I just loved the the looks of it nice you still have it you know no one of the things i regret i talked to you know shad yeah Yeah, i talked to him all the time because i i went and saw him last year at a there was a usa contest there and i went and saw him and he had one and it's just like i got on it and then all these memories flood back. And I was like, oh, but it's, um, it was just a, that was a cool, a cool bike. And then two hips, then he started two hip and we actually, I think the tour we did was for two hip, not for Wilkerson. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So nice. And yeah, that, that was good. And Cameron Bird. Well, just, Oh my just getting God, on there. Cameron Bird. Well, well, when I saw Cameron at our first shows, is was like, well, my job's <laughs> done here. Cause he was just like, Superman peg grabs and you know, but casually. Yeah, it, it was really cool. That's
0: that's cool. So, I also saw Bully on the list.
1: Bully was right after um Wil- Wilkerson or Two Hit, you know, and that was for a short time. Jody Donnelly got me on there, and it was just that bike was also a little bit too big for me, and th- then DK was pretty shortly after that. And that was Steve Budnick. Me and him mm-hmm. have been friends forever, and it started like really slow, like you know, just small, like hey, you're you know, you're on here, and then it grew into like a, a good full factory thing. And that was an awesome team. That was really good when I, it was Doyle. Um, well, the first tour I did with DK it was with Colin Winkleman and Jeff Harrington.
0: Nice. That was two with, legendary names.
1: Yeah, it was Sweet Lou. Like I, I don't know if you know Lou. Mm-mm he was he was our announcer he was a it was was a really good good time but we our ramps were really overbuilt and heavy but that that tour was also a lot of fun nice
0: um what was i gonna say oh i was gonna ask you so you're talking about frames being a little too big for you was frame like differences in frame geometry something that people cared about or thought about back then or was it just like oh Uh, this frame exists
1: this frame exists. Like I didn't. I didn't think about it. You know, yeah. until like the 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 riot frame for was perfect. It was like a night for me. It was a. I think in nineteen seventy five. Like it's under twenty and mm-hmm. I think. What I think Ron Wilkerson still rides a frame that's under twenty inch top tube.
0: Flatland and freestyle at the same time makes yeah, sense.
1: Yeah, you know, and and it, then I think around what was it? Probably like the nineties. You know, things started being a little more specific. Like you know, homeless was like that. Homeless frame was perfect okay for, for my for my size and then bully was more like race and just longer top tubes you know and the dk was when i first started realizing, like oh there's you know better sizing for me like when i had a custom sob mm-hmm. the Winkleman frame that was 19 and a half top tube
0: nice
1: but like now now i'm up to like my my pro i'm riding the Praza frame and that's a, a 27
0: what,
1: a 20 Five. yep and that's that's good for me because i don't do any kind of like technical stuff you know and it i used to do no hand 360s but i used to tuck the uh i used to tuck the bar under behind my um knee pad oh gotcha but it was a 19 and a half top tube with 7.5 tall bars so it's <laughs> right there yeah right there and the, then when i moved to a a, a bigger frame and bigger bars. I went and tried one and the the bike just dropped. Like, oh yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah. so that, that that trick's done. Right. But it's pretty yeah, interesting. So, yeah, frames frames of now things are so like specific on what people want. It's down to millimeters and
0: Yeah. It's an yeah. interesting thing to hear about like the the growth of people realizing oh this specific geometry could be better for me or this specific thing and how things have changed through the years of like obviously bikes in the 80s were just terrible geometry for what we do and now things have gotten so hyper specialized that you can go so
1: yeah crazy like i remember i wanted the uh, rl22 frame and it was way too big for me Mm -hmm. but i wanted it i didn't care i would ride whatever you know but now i'm like okay, let's, let's find something that fits, you know, something that feels good. And 27.5 is the longest I'll go. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I could go back down to 20.5 and be happy, but I couldn't, can't imagine. Like I still have my, the uh, custom SOB frame. I still have that. I was like, I couldn't imagine riding a 19 and a half top tube.
0: Yeah. It's short.
1: Yeah. It's real short.
0: But I mean, people like my buddy Trevor, who does flatland, He'll ride a short bike like that because he can go straight from you know riding in the bowl at Rays, hitting the spine and three in the spine, and doing all his tech stuff to flatland immediately, and it's just, right, it right, feels good. Of course, yeah. So we talked about DK. This isn't uh, necessarily a frame or parts company, but Airwalk was also in there.
1: Airwalk was one of my first shoe sponsors. What other that, shoe
0: sponsors? Oh, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. Oh,
1: Vans. Yeah, yeah. It, then I went from Airwalk to Vans because the team manager, Kim Boyle, he's he an awesome dude, like just really down-to-earth type guy. He he got a job at Vans, and I was like, man, I'm kind of here because of you. Like, I'd like to follow where you go, and uh, I went okay. there with him. Okay, gotcha. And then then Vans, it was, um, <laughs> you know, everybody loves this company, Jinko. Hey, Jinko played
0: a big part of BMX. All right, they,
1: they did. Like <laughs> Todd Lines is the one that he was kind of like the pseudo BMX TM, and he got he got me on Jinko, and then we worked a deal where it was shoes too. When the shoes were really bad, oh, I mean the boy. jeans, and I wore regular jeans. I didn't wear the big oh, baggy okay. jeans, you know. And then um, it's funny because the t-shirts were big. If you got, I'm a medium. And if you got a medium-sized Jinko shirt, that might as well have been double XL. <laughs> so I was having them send me youth large. That Their youth funny. large was a, a regular adult medium, but the, after that, I believe it was DC because I was through uh, DK.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I saw DC somewhere on the list. Yeah,
1: um, and that was yeah, that was um, D- DC was a I think that might been my last shoe sponsor, you know. Gotcha.
0: I want to go back to dk because we mentioned sure. the dk team and everybody who's watching got super excited for a second because they had that legendary team and we didn't we didn't go through the whole list who was it
1: oh um Frymouth was on it like when we did damn kids you know it's Frymouth, um winkelman josh um uh, doyle
0: already super
1: my yeah. Mike Ardeline Nate Jeez. Hansen like it it's it's it was crazy I'm trying to think I know I miss people but it, it was like doing that the, the first video of damn kids was, was it, it's weird it's just like you know people would always do your videos you would probably film for like a year mm-hmm. but it, that one uh frymouth is one main guy that did that video and he's like hey I'm gonna come out for like we've Four or five days, that's what we filmed, (laughs) you know. Wow, for the whole thing, for the whole thing. Whoa,
0: I'm pulling up right now so I can list everyone who's in it.
1: Yeah, like we we just would. I mean, that we had a few clips here and there that were randomly filmed, you know, but for the most part, that was filmed. Like we'd go right, remember, we went and rode street and filmed with him, and then we went and rode vert. And then I, I think I was skate park. Like it was pretty much a week. With oh the my
0: gosh. Is that the
1: fastest
0: filmed full length video ever?
1: Oh, I, that was my part. Just my part. Oh, I, okay. I, I yeah, yeah. No, 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 not the whole thing. That was, was like, that what? was just me. Like, it, it, and just, I, I'm not sure how long that it was probably a year in the making. I'm sure, you know, but
0: you said that duh. I just, when you said yeah. one, then the other, I'm
1: like, no, that. no, it's, man, we'd be awesome if that wasn't. A, a one week.
0: That should be a challenge for people to like try and make the best possible full length that you can make in one week.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of like what a trip video is, but if, Kinda, you, had yeah. that, if you had that pressure on you to be like, you're each going to get separate sections, you know? Holy yeah. cow. That that could be really cool. The, the one week, the one week full length challenge.
0: When my YouTube channel finally makes it and I can afford it. I will do it. I will do that challenge and I'll That'd put be up, awesome. I'll put up five grand for the winning team. So each person can get a thousand bucks.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm on 5%. So I'm going to switch to my, uh, yeah. take my headphones out and put, put that in.
0: Okay. You do that and so. I'll list the riders and damn kids
1: hey, do that. Okay.
0: Um, no worries. Can you hear me? Yeah, you can, you're good.
1: You can just unplug Wait, it. Why? I... Uh Oh. There, can you still hear me? Yep. All right, I'll put on speaker. Let me let me get my charger. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. Okay. So we. Okay. Yep, you're good. So we had Mike Ardellin, Brian Val, Chris Doyle. Hey, Brian Vow, that's right. Yep, Adam Volk, Colin Winkleman, Nate Henson, Matt Macik. Macik, how do you say that? Matt, <laughs> Nat- oh, that oh, that
2: was that the squirrel.
0: Okay. And then you, then Robbie Miranda and Neil Wood, Frymouth, Todd wachowiak Those are the people who had main sections. Holy cow! What a legendary team. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, and it was cool because sorry, I'm trying to find it.
0: You're good. If you have to move, whatever works.
1: I'm real together here no, yeah, move a little
0: bit. no worries we'll make it we'll keep it going uh, that's pretty legendary I'm, I'm curious like how that stands with all the other legendary teams in BMX like the, the fit team was pretty legendary too oh
1: yeah I mean you got Homan on there right So
0: Homan, Foster, Aitken uh, uh, why is my brain blinking on it, Edwin? Like, that was majorly legendary.
1: All right, I think we're good now.
0: All right, can you tilt it so you're on the right side of the screen a little more? Other side. Sorry, other side. Yep, right
1: there. That this way. Yep. Okay. Now I got to make sure this will stand.
0: <laughs> DIY.
1: DIY productions, or
0: that's
1: right. All right. Is so anyway,
0: better? yeah, that's perfect. So okay. Yeah, we got all those legendary riders on DK, and next was Eastern on my list.
1: Yep, that was. um I was on DK for a little over three years, and then I was approached by Eastern, who's that? They're out of North Carolina. hmm You know, John Byers was, was an old pro rider. He rode for bully bikes. And, um, and then Mike Corley, those, those are the owners of that. And they approached me and they're like, you know, we can get you a signature frame. And then that was also in my background. So I was like late twenties, almost 30, I believe. And I was like, well, I'd like to be able to work for a company, you know? So that was my end but to sort of transition to it. So right. wrote rode with them and then, or, and then started working and it was kind of like Throughout the whole time, I did both, rode, and, and then near the end of it was for sure more working than, than riding for them.
0: I gotcha. So tell me about that signature frame.
1: It was called the Ace of Spades by uh, one of my favorite bands, Motorhead. So just, you know, that what was it? Kate? And that was when, yeah, things were getting a little more. So I did a 20.5, which I rode, then we did a 21 version. Mm-hmm. That that, you know, was also a complete bike and stuff. And it was just basically the, I got to design the graphics and, you know, the geometry, which geometry back then wasn't too, it didn't vary that much from company to company.
0: Yeah.
2: You
1: know, but it was, um, yeah, I loved it. I was like, I still do have one of those frames. Good. You should. Yeah. You know, and then, um, yeah, I, I, just an honor to have a, a signature frame.
0: For sure. Um, when I was looking stuff up, I found a video on YouTube. There was a Friday flashback video. It was uploaded nine years ago to the Eastern YouTube channel, and it had the song by Weird Al Yankovic, "White and Nerdy," on it.
1: Huh. Oh, yeah! I I'm a big Weird Al fan.
0: I didn't realize that song was that old, but I saw it and I was like, "Wow, uh, that's funny." Yeah, he's.
1: Uh, I, I I felt like that fit my. You know, because I'm, I'm a nerd for sure.
0: Hey, I get it, man. It,
1: I get it. I, I think a nerd, somebody that just specializes in something. And mine's being goofy. I wasn't afraid of being just a goofball. And I've always kind of been a ham, you mm-hmm. know. And, and, and just like, I, I feel like it's probably the, the the insecurities when I was younger. You know, come from a divorced family. You like that attention. You just kind of grow up from that. And BMX sort of gave me that attention that, i miss from family life that you makes know sense. so
0: yeah. yeah i at one point in time used the song pretty fly for a white guy in an edit so i can relate <laughs> yeah <laughs> then, pretty Fly. thank you uh after that i saw blackened clothing on there too
1: yeah you know i had the clothing stuff which was to be home cooked and play which are older before most people's time here yeah And then, um, yeah, just Daryl knowledge he, I can't even remember how it happened, but he just started flowing me stuff and, you know, it was never like a paid type thing. I just really liked his stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and I remember one time I got a picture, a full page picture wearing black and stuff. And then in the mail with a big bottle of Jack (laughs) as as, as a thank you, like that was the further incentive. (laughs) And it was just, it was cool. I barely remember meeting Daryl and then now I have like friends with him more than I probably was then. But I just always loved it. I wish he would come back with that, but I get it, And When you're companies are hard to do
0: mm-hmm. any company
1: is really, you know, and it's just, but that, that stuff was really cool. I, I loved it.
0: Yeah. I think little devil's kind of an enigma in that it had such yeah. a cult following that when he brought it back, everyone just lost their minds
1: oh for sure you know i used to get to go like i lived with uh van holman for for a year out in outside of philadelphia and got to go to the little double warehouse and ride that place and it was what a treat that ramp was
0: dude i can't imagine being there in its original location i went and rode penn skate where yeah where it was at before they, they closed i rode for their last session so ride i was like in i was in a right there when the time ended and it was like all right skate
1: park's closed now forever yeah rip the little devil bowl man that that was a fun and even i had a great time riding it but then when you get to see something like van or foster ride it different level
0: some of the stuff they're doing is totally bonkers
1: yeah like i just saw the videos maybe brian posted him doing that like wall ride like trance like into
0: the curve or whatever it was
1: so good like, well, yeah, the, I, I love living in that area because I get to go on sessions with those dudes and just like kind of normal, even normal sessions just are nuts with them.
0: Yeah, it's, That's so awesome. I can't even imagine how great that that used to get and crazy all the time. Yeah. So this is a curveball. Tell me about orgasm, orgasmic toaster.
1: Well oh, that was a zine I did back in the day. <laughs> and I just like, I, I, everybody was having all these like kind of cool names you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, or just something that was really related to bikes and i just was just first thing it popped up get it toaster popped up but um <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't even know where it came from and then I, this this guy uh scruff he was an awesome artist he just liked it too and he started doing all the um cover art for it, it was really cool it's just a a fun scene to do and then i started sort of taking it more serious and then i lost interest in it
0: yeah how long did it take you before you lost that interest
1: probably i i would say three or four years but to be honest i was doing one or two issues a year uh, okay in, you know in, in just a little eight and a half by eleven folded over mm-hmm. now i remember near the end i i did like color cover and like i was going and getting all the photos uh was it like a you go to the newspaper and you, you you get them like legit to where you can scan them and they look good. Oh, okay. Um, but I I was doing all that and it just kind of took the fun out of it almost. And that's sort of like when I did my clothing company useless. Yep.
0: That was next
1: for a little bit. I am good at the transitions. You are great at this. Um, but I, it was just something fun to do, you know, and then I started taking it serious and getting it. Like I was in dance for a while, and but then I I realized I was kind of overextending myself. Mm. I still wanted to ride, and still you know, and and so I just sort of lost interest in that as well.
0: Yeah, running a business and riding is hard if you're trying to be like the full time rider and run the business full time too.
1: Yeah, we did we did a video uh, like the last I did three videos with him. Or with, with Useless, you know, and the last one, which I was called Filler, and we're doing, like, road trips and giving, like, per diem and all that. And it was fun. It was really cool to do, but it was a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I can only imagine, man. I Just a lot of work to just do what it takes to make a clothing company happen, let alone make videos and plus try to be a writer, too.
1: And, and it was like we had our own screen printing stuff, so we were making the shirts. Oh, sales.
0: that takes even more time.
1: So it just, yeah, it was just, I never, the only thing I would outsource would be like if we're doing embroidery on hats or Mm. windbreakers and stuff. But at the same time, I'm glad I did it all. It taught me a lot about business and what Mm. it takes and and sort of like led up to my role here at Mongoose where I kind of see all sides of it.
0: Yep. I think the more you get entrenched with the business and, industry side of BMX the more it prepares you for any kind of thing that you might do outside or you can make connections with those things so
1: easily being on the business side sometimes can burn you out on what you love too you know And, and like it's it's you have to be able to separate it sometimes but even when I gotta make like hard decisions like right when COVID happened we had this event that we sponsored in South Africa called Ultimate X
0: Oh, I've heard and about
1: it, yeah. We had to cancel it, you know, because it was like right in February. And it was just like, I just remember, because we had a lot of tickets, a lot, you know, just sucked to do it. But then I remember I just went out and rode. First I rode and cleared my mind. I was like, all right, this is a decision we got to make. Let's cancel it. Let's do this. And yeah. So if you can use riding to sort of help you clear your head. Yeah. You know, it's. But sometimes you can get entrenched in business and it bums you out and you don't want to ride. So it's kind of like figuring out that balance
0: yes it's hard not to burn yourself out whenever you're that deep into every single aspect of it but luckily i think i feel like i get the feel from you that you're like the kind of guy you just want to be so involved with bmx fully that it's like that's almost what's fun
1: it is and it's the older i get too i feel like the better the more love the more it's cool like going to going to events or even just seeing like young kids come up and like that one video i just saw um that japanese 11 year old japanese girl do you see that video of her going through the trails like she eats it and then they
0: yes it just she yeah, has a big jump yeah and
1: 11 and like you look at at instagram she's doing candy bars and it's just like stuff like that gets me so pumped just to see like her her the the older people like make like Encouraging her to get through that set it was just stuff like that's just awesome. That's what it's about, you know. Like mm-hmm. going, going to going to uh, skate parks. Like there's um, what kind of got me psyched too is we have these local kids. They're like anywhere between nine and fourteen, and I'm friends with their parents. Their parents are my age. their parents mm-hmm. are actually younger than me. They don't ride, but their kids do. And so we'll go to the skate park and I'm talking with the, the parents, but then I'll go ride with the kids and you know play games of bike, and it's just it it, it just gets me psyched, you know, just seeing that side of it too, where for a while I was just going to contests. So all I was getting was the pro oh, side, yeah. of it, you know, and that's why I like these amateur events too, because you get to see these up and comers, but to take it even more is where you just go to a skate park with the kids that are just riding. You hear them talk, you hear who their favorite riders are, you know, and it's like one this uh, one kid, Levi, he has a parazo frame and it's cool because he got, you know, he's got the pros of Pants from that when Vans did that and it's just, it's cool seeing that like he's, loves Kevin and likes the, the frame and it's just really awesome to see that side of it. Then you got another kid who, his name is Tyson, he just got the what, the S&M 18 inch one, loves it you know, and it's, mm. I like seeing kids start their journey in BMX and then they pick their brand, they pick their favorite rider and I, I remember being that kid. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's what keeps me. It's just, I don't know. It's it's weird thinking that I've been doing this since I was 14 and that the love is just keeps growing.
0: Dude. Isn't that crazy? I just got chills when you said that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like how, 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 I mean, really like what, what kind of like think of pro football players that, you know, you gotta be done and at a certain age. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, any, I mean, there's a lot of other things. I've realized, you know, I have I was at a point where I'm like, there's nothing like BMX that exists. But I slowly started to realize there are some <laughs> other, like, smaller subcultures of things that are somewhat similar to BMX in that they have, like, their smaller core group of people and they have the smaller companies that support these people, but they can, and they can do it for a long period of time. But yeah, it, it's still, like... It's still this very, very rare, very special thing that only a very small group of like activities that people can do have.
1: Right, and then when you, I mean, you can go anywhere in the world and show up at a skate park, and there's a kid on a bike, and you have that instant connection. You don't even have to speak the, the language yep. that they speak, but then you just you're just. You're kind of bonded. You ride. You get a cheer. You cheer them. It's it's crazy. You know, like. Yep. And and I always wonder that too. What other industry has that? Like, is there is there a professional yo -yo yoer? Yes. You know, that can go out there and and he's psyched or a hacky sack guy. (laughs) You know. That that actually exists. Yeah, but there there's got to be like, you know, and it's. uh, There's there's it's out there like you got. My brother's a big, you know, fishes and surfs yep. and kayaks and, you know, but there's that people that do that stuff. But still, man, BMX is just, Oh, see,
0: well, this is what made me somewhat made me realize this actually is because I had an idea I wanted to do. Is, and I, is that a,
1: dunk, is that a Duncan? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that the only brand is there a hardcore Is there a hardcore there's so many yo-yo?
0: there's so many that's what i was going to get into actually is that because <laughs> i had the idea i wanted to do uh the a yo-yo trick in an ice pick like my weird ice pick stuff i'm like i'll do a yo-yo yeah. trick in it it'll be cool so i went and bought this yo-yo and i'm looking up a cool trick that i could do with it because like i don't want to just you know do the rock the whatever and around
1: the world or something yeah i didn't want
0: to do something lame i want to do something legit so i'm looking this up and on youtube like how there's like what i do people i make tutorial videos and inform informational videos about bmx there's people who do that about yo-yos and i'm like whoa i bet you
1: they have more views too don't they uh a
0: couple of them yeah
1: (laughs) no but it, well probably yeah that, that's pretty niche but well I'm excited I can't wait to see what you do
0: I already did it oh you did it yeah it's it's been up for a few months it was oh. a while ago it was, oh,
1: I, well, I, okay. I, I guess'll I find it
0: <laughs> yeah it's it, either way uh but I just that's what part of what made me realize there's other subcultures similar to BMX that exist where they do have these tight-knit things but the difference is that it's way less accessible because like If you're a pro yo-yoer and you go to another town, if if there's not an already scheduled event, where do you go?
1: Right, there's there's no like, yo. Here's where the yo-yoers.
0: I mean, maybe there is, and we just it's probably the longest
1: i have ever talked about yo-yos, by the way. But uh... oh,
0: I'm getting memed. I don't. I know it, but you know what? That's fine.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is, and and I feel like BMX has also taught me to be more accept accepting of of things that I might consider goofy. Mm -hmm. Like if I I went and saw people sitting around a circle doing yo-yos, I probably would be like quick to make fun of them. But then I'm like, man, I just ride a bike and it's, yeah. it's something I love. And then I, you know, I try to, to put myself in that, their shoes or, you know, just being like, let's it's do what you love. And, and that's something I'm trying to teach my daughter too. Like, you know, like don't be embarrassed by this. It's if you like it, have fun.
0: Yeah. And when you break it down, man, it's the exact same thing, just less dangerous because and you might not learn as much about like life as you do from BMX because of our like street riding aspects where you'd learn street sure. smarts and those stuff. But like the activity itself is that you're trying and failing and trying and <coughs> failing until you get it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and it's now, now I don't get that trying and failing as much because I don't push myself as hard just because of age, you know, and that, mm. that was a big decision when I had to get both my knees replaced. I knew I wouldn't be able to like do a flip fakie anymore or do a rail because I can't do anything hard impact. And it's, yeah. but it's, it's, I, my quality of life has gone up cause I can walk
2: better, you know?
1: And it's funny talking to like, I was talking to Moeller. He got some like hip or like, you know, we have a lot of replacement part talks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, but bionic. Yeah. But it's, it's still, I'm able to ride my bike and, and every once in a while I'll push myself and it's, I've learned be Come a smoother rider because I was never the smooth guy Mm -hmm. as a dude that would just crank out a quarterback and land like a bucket of crap you know yeah
0: you're five in the quarter and
1: landing in the bottom half of the tranny if I rode away that's all I heard about but um yeah it's it's BMX just I I can't explain how worldly and just you know it's it's made me just by going to different places and yeah hanging just yeah the cultures and it's it's opened my eyes to so much that it's the no school will ever be able to replace that
0: oh no you'll never yeah that's the whole thing of like i meet people all the time who don't ride that just the life experience that they don't have even at an older age that i do because of my bike is something that i you can never be
1: too grateful for and think think about all the people you you've met all the different types of people whether you like them or not you've just been exposed to different cultures different just different everything and it's it's really eye opening i mean i can't even like the like whenever i'd go on trips to asia especially we'd be in, we'd go to contests like and then the the i used to help organize the these contests in asia and the other people that would go to like the the chain restaurants Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, I'm going to where locals go. And I, eat, you know, I've had stinky tofu, which is the most horrific smelling <laughs> stuff, but it tastes fine. It tastes like sweet and sour tofu. You know, it's just cool to, to get to experience all that. And I try, I try to, especially now getting older, I do try to take advantage of where I'm at and experience local cultures.
0: Yeah. And that's the huge part of things. Um, and I feel like we could sit here and talk forever about yeah, how yeah, much sure. bmx yeah. has done for us and we love it but uh i'm curious i saw another thing i i saw you were the music editor for ride
1: oh yeah what does yeah. that mean what well, would that um ride used to do music reviews okay. for cds and you know and um would come out and mark losey was the editor of Ride. And honestly i just think he didn't want to do it anymore but okay so I. Like, I would get a bunch of CDs sent to me and, and review them, and it was, it, you know, you just a whole, there was just a full page dedicated to music. And I, I, I would also do, like, I don't want it all to be my opinion, so I would have guest uh, reviewers that oh, would nice. review what they liked and didn't, you know. And it was it was always more fun to write a review on something you did not like at all. Than like a review you like because it's fun to but you know i just i tried to be funny with it and mm-hmm. but it's really cool because I, w- I would get messages from people going oh i read your review on this album and turned me onto this band that's kind of cool you know
0: oh for sure
1: it, it and i was more of a, a punk type of guy oh yeah yeah like you, you know like that's that was sort of i, I did two years of the band's warp tour nice and that those tours were awesome because I would get to ride with like hot water music was one of my favorite, I don't know if you know who they are, but one of my favorite bands like bouncing souls, no effects, battery religion. were all on those tours. So it was really cool to be able to do to to do demos while they were playing.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. Did you ever meet any of the people from those bands that were like, saw you riding at the thing and were stoked about it?
1: I did. Like, um, I'm, I'm friends now with the guys from that band, hot water music. Oh, nice smaller like um and then their drummer george he's now also the drummer for this band bouncing souls which is also one of my favorite bands so it's, it's cool like still you know chat with those guys and when it when it, and if they come through they'll they'll hit me up and go see him. so it's that's because awesome. it's similar lifestyles where you're just cruising you going around the country doing your thing for people that like you and yeah want, want to hang out so it's cool
0: that is cool i remember i was at uh uh, the devil wears Prada concert uh at a festival here in Ohio I don't know if you ever heard of them but <laughs> no <laughs> well it's a it's one of those emo screamo type bands and I was probably 15 at the time and I was wearing a shirt that had a huge it just said huge fit bike co. And yeah. I was just being the dude who, like, I noticed that the people from the band were hanging out by this fence and, like, people were going over and getting pictures with them and stuff. So I just walked over there. And the one guy from that band, the singer and guitar player, saw my shirt and he's like, Oh, you ride? And he's like, Oh, I used I ride. And then this, he used to ride too. And I was like, Whoa. That's so awesome. Because yeah. they end up being like a huge band in that scene of music or whatever right, right. and they still are they're probably way bigger than they even were back then and it was just like whoa like this dude just saw my shirt it was stoked
1: it's so good like i remember like that band bouncing souls are from new jersey but they 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 have a song called the bmx song
2: mm, you
1: know mm. where it talks about somebody riding by on their hutch <laughs> you know which is an old, that's awesome yeah so it, it's cool whenever a band you're like are into the so the best story I have about that is, so I'm on the warp tour, sitting there eating lunch just in the bus. Yeah. And knock on the on the door, and it's uh, Stefan from the, the guitarist from Deftones.
0: Oh, he nice. Because
1: like he, he rode, he was riding Wilkerson.
0: Oh no so he way.
1: Said, hey, is, is Lee here? Do you want to get? And so we went out and rode and hung out all the time, and it was it was awesome.
0: That's so you sick. Know?
1: Like yeah, just being able to like BMX just brings people together. Can't if, say it enough.
0: The, it's like when you have all these things happen, you just realize how small of a world the BMX world actually is. Yeah. Yeah. It's tiny. Um, Moving along there with other stuff I saw co-hosting the Joe kid on a Stingray premiere. What does, what does this mean?
1: Like, did you ever see Joe kid on the Stingray?
0: I don't want my audience to know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, 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 um, it was like a movie, sort of like that. Um, what was that, Dogtown? Z-
0: oh that yeah, Lords of Dogtown.
1: Yeah, well, it, it was like it was basically a kind of the history of BMX. Mm. And um, Mark Eaton was the guy that that made him and I can't remember the other guy's name, but they made that video or movie. It was a, it was a full movie. Yeah. And Jesse James, you know the the chopper guy. Yeah, he he was the one that narrated.
0: No way, that's sick.
1: Yeah. So it was, um, it was just, they did a, a, like a red carpet premiere in Hollywood and it was to try to get uh, buyers to buy the film. So you could see it it, to get distribution. uh, Right. Exactly. And and so me and fuzzy were the the hosts of four. Do you remember blue torch? Not, no, 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 not blue torch TV. What was the other, uh, action sports type fuse? Was it fuse? I can't remember. Well, there, there was, it was just some cable action sports TV that they used to play like surfing, skating, BMX. I, I
0: know what you're talking about, but I can't remember if it's fuel yeah, or if it's something
1: else. I don't know why it's uh, blue or fuel. Fuel, fuel that's it. it. And it, um, so they were the ones that were doing it. It was like a 30 minute thing. And then like, me and Fuzzy were interviewing people that were in it or, you know, like BMX Legends. Uh, Spike Jones was there. We had, we did a little. Interview with him and nice, yeah, it was, it was so it was really cool. It was a unfortunately, I don't think it got picked up like by big distribution. So, it Mark put it out on his YouTube, you should look at it. It's a, it's a pretty cool film, man.
0: There's somebody who had been messaging me telling me I should watch this movie for like years at this point, and I haven't yet. So, I'm yeah, like, I, I need I mean, to, it,
1: it's a movie commitment, you know. So, it, yeah, but it's it's a uh, it's cool, he did a good job on it
0: i'll watch it i'll make the promise i will watch joe Kid on a stingray no fingers yeah. crossed No funny <laughs> business going on here i will watch it
1: but any, anytime you get to hang out with fuzzy and it, 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 that was a, just a fun experience
0: interview freaking spike jones like that's sick
1: because he used to ride right know? And, and his uh, his girlfriend at the time was Carano from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, yes, and she was there, and I, I had a crush on her. But.
0: Oh, my gosh. It was like full-out pop culture <laughs> right there. Yeah. Dang. Um, but,
1: yeah, it was, it was a good good time.
0: So, speaking about pop culture, the next thing here, we've got uh, being in Dave Mira's video game. That's a
1: highlight. True honor. You know, when Boom. Mira, like, being a one and two and, like, just having a character that my my daughter can play me on a video game, you know, like it's that, that was pretty surreal. And, and uh, ironically, I didn't play video games much, but it was. Uh, yeah, I remember that that was one where it was basically they did the motion capture with Ryan and Dave. Mm-hmm. And they, um, you know, and then just kind of take photos of you and put your face over that. So it was the best I ever looked riding because I, looked like <laughs> I was on tape mirrors like. His riding style, but it was that's that was just crazy. Yeah, you know this. I'm sure in, in the video games. I got somebody recognized me at the airport once. Going, they didn't even ride; they just played video games.
0: Wow, how wild is that? He,
1: Yeah, yeah, so so crazy. Like it, it was, it was a dad came up to me and goes, "Hey, my kid plays you in a video game. Are you Lee you And I was like, "Yeah, it's just, but."
0: Yeah, I am. How the heck? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's just funny that they didn't ride, but hopefully that game got people into riding. You
0: yeah, know? I hope that the 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 one that's in works coming out soon, BMX Streets or whatever it is. Yeah, it's it looks so incredible, and what they've already released with Pipe, I don't know if you've seen what? that at all, but
1: yeah, it's, it's so different than it used to be. You know, like you go play those games, it's like playing an old Mario game mm-hmm. now, but it's yeah. So that's that was just. Crazy! It's so crazy being in a video game. We're well,
0: immortalized in a video game. That's wild.
1: Yeah, I'd like it to get out on because it's you can't just download it now, you know. So I wish it would do that.
0: Not legally. You can you could still play right, it, right. but it's not easy. No, no. um
1: Damn it! What was I
0: gonna say? Oh, whenever I started this by saying you've literally done everything like that, you've been in a video game. You
1: XK like you. What else? What's left? Is there anything yeah. left? I, I don't know, but it, it's just the being able to. I, I like it. it. It's really cool. Like I said, I've never excelled at one thing, mm. really, but it's it's I've had fun doing a lot of it, and it's really cool because you'll bring up something like, oh yeah, that did happen, and it just brings back these memories, and you know, like it's um, it's it's been a blast. How yeah. can I not? Like it's, I, I can't believe like my life has been able to do this and, and I love it because it's not, I feel like you're still a real person mm-hmm. We're you know, like if a, a music or movie star or something, they've got all this fame and stuff they have to deal with where you can't just walk down the street and do right. this. Like, I love mix cause you, you, you just, you can, you can do whatever. It's so small, but yet you get to experience all that really cool stuff
0: for real, man.
1: <clears throat> but, but but out of all that the best experiences probably just happen when you're riding your bike with your friends you know those are the memories that you really cherish and look back on that's literally that's why i film all of my sessions so that yeah
0: 30 yeah. years from now i can do exactly that
1: no it, it, and it's like i have friends that don't love social media and, and then i i i like filming it putting stuff up there because you're right like you want those memories and you want to be able to to show that stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: One sec. <clears throat> uh, if you're going to
0: Yeah, hydrate, rehydrate or die. No, the, I was googling and stuff and I saw something called the BMX brain and it was a podcast that you did with some Oh yeah, yeah. Can you, what was How was that? Like what was that about?
1: That was <laughs> this guy that does a lot of um it's this guy Michael Trayford. It's the Apex Brain Centers. It, it's really about, um, you know, exercising your brain, exercise, like, it's because I've had a lot of head injuries, and, you know, it's not great having a lot of, like, concussions and all the head injuries, and, and there's, nobody really studied it before, Yeah. you know, you I can remember being in a contest where I literally knocked myself out, got back to, and rode the next run like Uh-oh. that's dangerous because you yeah. hit your head again and that you know it could be really bad and it's and it's so i went and saw this guy for like did a week like whole like uh therapy with him
2: mm. it's all
1: brain exercises and they do all these cognitive tests and it's i feel like it's helped me because there was a while where i was getting really irritable and agitated and i think a lot of it has to do with like head injuries and stuff
2: yeah and it's,
1: nobody wants to talk about it i mean they do more now like mental health and head injuries it's but for a while it was really like taboo, and athletes mm. especially they're like, oh no, I'm okay. But it's, I mean, you, you know, you break your arm or you stretch a muscle, you you exercise it and make it stronger. So it's like kind of like doing the same thing just with your brain.
0: Yep, and I I feel like a lot of people might not know that you can do therapy on your brain if you have brain you, yeah. trauma, and I I saw the thing. It was with a. Uh, Ironically enough, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and on Joe Rogan's podcast, they talked all about this brain therapy thing that Dale Earnhardt right. Jr. did and that he had like significant things showing up in his scans and all of that stuff that was like, dude, this is not okay. And then he did the therapy and then he got it to the point where he, he got it back to like normal again.
1: No, it's, it's, it's helped. It's, I think it's helped me quite a bit. Like, uh, so I was doing that for like a year and a half, and then I did I did have a pretty good crash where I knocked myself out for just a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I like broke ribs. I actually like collapsed my lung and had to like, you know, but as soon as I woke up, when I say wake up, it's like 15 seconds, you yeah. know. But I remember, that's probably the, the crash I remember the most. And I think it's part because I've been doing these exercises. Oh. Sort of like, you know, if you hurt, hurt yourself but you've been working out really good like it's you probably gonna hurt yourself less but like i remember everything from me saying oh shit because i knew my front wheel was casing mm-hmm. to the crunch of my helmet wow. as I hit the ground. and then i woke up and made some dumb joke and then i realized like "Oh, i'm actually real hurt because i lung was collapsed and stuff but i think it helps you know and it's um they're just kind of fun simple exercises they're not all fun but they're It's just kind of working your brain.
0: Yep. I've been doing uh, the Wordle thing from the New York Times. I've been doing that as well as the mini crossword and then the spelling bee thing that are all on that same little website every day. And I swear I can feel that like I'm working my brain out and I feel like it's helping me in normal stuff where it's like, yeah, if I just like before when I wasn't doing it, it was just you're not working out your brain as much. Is just that right. one simple little thing helped with.
1: Well, I feel like your style of riding—you work your brain out, you definitely <laughs> think outside the box, and you know, it's like a little bit I different
0: always, kind of thinking. But yeah,
1: it is, it is. But still, I'm always psyched when I get to to see videos of you.
0: Thank you. I had the one last night, the unlucky to ice pick that on the corner. I haven't seen that
1: yet. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll that. I was yeah.
0: dude. That one was definitely a mind melter for me because it was like you're in an unlucky where your peg is under and you have nothing yeah it was like if i miss right now i'm gonna gonna hurt my butt but yeah thank you yeah um speaking of riding and stuff so we talked a little bit about it throughout but i'm curious like what does bmx riding wise look like for you today
1: it's i go to skate parks mostly you know i i like i would cruise around the street but again my knee's You know they they have a lifespan on them, so I can't do anything super hard impact. Mm -hmm. All right, dirt jumps I usually ride on my DJ because I like a little extra cushion. It does help my knees, and I can ride longer. But a park, I'll go and ride all day long and do its tables, X ups, (laughs) you know, one hander, one footers, just just or or goofy silly things. But I try to get out. Two times a week, if I can, three times a week on my BMX. More, it depends. If I'm on a trip, you know, I ride every day, but then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm real, real sore after that. Um,
0: so when you're going on a trip with the guys and girls, uh, you're you're riding with them too.
1: I try, yeah. If it's skate park, for sure I will. You know, like usually I'm out there first and and ride around while they're warming up, and then once everything starts filming, I'll grab my camera and shoot photos and stuff. But that's you know? awesome yeah it's just good to to still ride and, and i always just want to to i don't know just keep having fun and i feel like the day i don't have fun like is that the day to hang it up you know don't work for the or or what you know but right it's god it's i, I don't know however not you know we always joke about doing tricks in your in your wheelchair when you're 90 you know
0: it's gonna happen yeah but it's just yeah I, I'm with you, man. And I just remembered after asking that, that I can remember seeing clips of you in those trip videos where you're riding too, which is, I think that's so awesome that you have clips in there sometimes as well. I love seeing it, those.
1: It is nothing like super hard or anything, but it's Doesn't just, have to be. I hope it's like comes across that I'm having fun and this is this is my life.
0: That's well. it's, I liken that to like, uh, liken that to like, man english no i liken it to when you watch a cult video and you're they're on a trip and you see the celebration from like Dak landing a trick and they pan and robbie's standing there just going crazy stoked because he was on the trip out with them riding and he's just as stoked on the trick as everybody else is
1: I, I think that's that's what kind of helps when you're that that boots on the ground guy that just like that's why I love the you know like I'm on these trips I get to to see the guys get to celebrate with them and it keeps keeps you alive in BMX. But when I hurt myself real bad, I was on a BMX trip too. You know, oh, it was yeah. at the very end. Luckily, I was at, I was riding those shotgun trails. I was oh. at home, you know, but it was uh, it was just one of those things where I was. It was because I was having so much fun. We wrote all day long, and I was—I—I I, I chalk it up to tired. Yeah. You know, and it was a setup jump that I, because uh, I wanted to really blast his hip, so I was like, I'm gonna pull it as hard as I can on this jump, and I was just tired and cased really hard because I was pumping down to, you know.
0: Yep, that's what does not, it.
1: Not expecting it, so.
0: It's always those stupid ones that you least expect.
1: Yeah, because when you're trying the hardest, like. I broke my arm doing a 540 and I remember because I wanted, I was, I was watching I was at a contest during practice Simon Tabron was doing alley-oop fives I was like, dude, tell me about that and he was telling me and I was like yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to try it during practice and right before I went to do try an alley-oop five for the first time I was like, nah, let's do a regular five I think I got lazy Yeah. and just hung up front wheel and fell broke my arm and I was like see, if I tried something harder I would have been prepared than this but yep just when you get lazy and you just don't think about it
0: you have the presence of mind where you're fully focused on what you're doing when it's something scary or hard but when it's casual that's when you're like oh whatever and then smack boom um i heard from a certain beatrice that you are the dad joke king
1: (laughs) i i think you know like i was dad joke from day one even before i was a dad but now that i'm a dad it, it, it works better
2: yeah you but i a do I, right now
1: i i do like the quick little uh quips out there it's not i mean i feel really bad for my wife because she's heard them all a lot
0: like, <laughs> beatrice just said "Uh oh <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: i didn't even know no. she was watching
1: <laughs> but it's uh no she's he's spot on it, it's uh, i i am the, i am the dad joke king i do like some some good dad jokes and but again i feel sorry katie she's heard them all a lot and <laughs> she's you know
0: listen dad jokes are the best it doesn't matter if you're a dad or not i
1: oh uh, there's that um one instagram account uh, dad jokes i can't remember the name of it but i follow it and i repost a lot of them <laughs> and They're
2: so good
1: though they're so bad that they're good and thats i feel like that's where my humor is where it's like somebody's gonna like it out there somewhere i i mean i'd say what i say to make myself laugh and if mm. other people do then it's it's a bonus uh, i feel like i i make more people laugh laugh than piss off so that's good
0: yeah that is good. that's good that's the way it should be yeah <clears throat> So I'm coming to the end of my list of things to ask about, but I'm curious, so what's the future looking like for mongoose?,
1: uh, we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. you know we um, man, it's, it, it's, it's it's looking good. Yeah. I, I think I think the landscape's constantly changing and just as long as you can you're willing to change with it, and figure out like what's gonna make you survive without compromising too much that so that's what what will really help and I, I feel like Mongoose has been really good about listening to the riders and you know like we were just bought by Pond like a little over a year ago so that's okay. always that's always a, a change with you know yep but we're bought by a company that already likes bikes and they like what we do and, and, and we've pretty much been like they let us keep doing what we're doing and i think it's 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 going good and we've been doing those retro repops which have been they've been a lot of fun like redoing the moto mags yeah that's like awesome like it just watch it i went to one of the, that frog town event which is old like an old school race type thing and we brought some out there and just watching those those older guys just light up about that product was really cool
0: yeah that's super awesome
1: and then I, I brought those exact same mags to a USA BMX freestyle event and watching those 14-year-old kids go, what's that? Yep. Like, you know, it, it's cool just seeing that. And then you explain to them, and they're like, wow, did we used to ride those? And it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, they did. <laughs> they used to they put did. those in their freezer, bud.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. So, no, that was the ACS-Z rims. That's what they put in the freezers. Oh, it was just <laughs> one
0: specific rim?
1: Yeah, it was at Z-Rims where, where people were like, oh, yeah, they, you put them in the freezer, they'll straighten back up.
0: That is so funny. I don't know if you uh, listened at all to the John Bolt Johns thing that I did, but he's actually started a consulting company called Lineage, I saw that. so it's possible that like, he could come in and maybe do like a Lineage mongoose-type deal and i don't know i'm just putting that seat out well there.
1: we that's brian Baldus. we already have that lineage guy there like yeah. he's he had like he's worked there for like, 20 plus years but he has like when he did that super goose Repop, he like spec it perfect that's you know? awesome like, down to the down to what what you know people rode back in 84.
0: yeah <clears throat> that's so. great
1: you didn't sound like it was great. You know, I, I was guess.
0: trying to clear my throat. Great. Oh. Yeah, cool. Cool. I'm
1: just going to turn my back.
0: Oh, are we doing Actually, that now?
1: I got I to see what time. What time is
0: it? 4, uh, one twelve.
1: Okay, oh, I'm good.
0: My next thing.
1: I just got to check out of the hotel room. Oh, okay. In a, in a little bit. but
0: No, it's awesome that you guys have somebody who's already there who cares enough about those things to make it 100% yeah. legit.
1: Yeah, and, and he he's real good about the details. Like we did the Moto Mag, we we called it Moto Mag Three, just so that in their stamp Moto Mag Three on there. So because you get those eBayers and those mm. scammers that will try to buy something and then resell it for seven hundred dollars, saying brand new, but you can't because it's stamped in there. Mm. So that the guys that get the Moto Mag Twos, like you know you're getting the old school legit product.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. But.
0: Who. So uh, I heard you're riding with
1: Kelly Bolton later. I am. I haven't seen Kelly in forever. What are you guys getting into? I don't know. I'm, I'm driving this place, and he's going to show me, show me the spots.
0: Like, are you riding like, freestyle?
1: I'll... What are you riding? Nah, no, you don't want to know.
0: I want to know. Mountain bikes. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm no, not. I know.
1: I know. <laughs> I just, I just like causing shit. But no, we're we're. He's going to take me on some trails like he's been building because he's. He rides everything. Like He rides he's like an E, like a little electric motorcycle bike that he's been riding, too. Nice. But, um, man, go kids, adults, whoever, go look, watch some old Kelly Bolton videos. That dude was way ahead of his time.
0: All I can hear in he, my head right now is
1: Kelly freaking Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> but his, his free coaster, like he was doing... Like Pat Casey's type stuff, where you know he was doing those front flip faky things.
0: For real, like
1: like where he has a one flip where he does a flip fakey, rolls backwards, then does a front flip fakie, mm-hmm. and then he did that like front flip. Uh, go watch some of his old videos. The dude was, real like insane.
0: That sounds insane. Um, somebody yeah, like, just said, "I'd like to see a fuzzy." mid school complete from Mongoose.
1: I would too. Maybe. Maybe. That would be really cool to to see, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Somebody's gotta do it sometime, right? That's right. <clears throat> and then wasn't it the Colin Winkleman props interview where Lee parodied the late night host?
1: Yes. That was one of my favorite things I've done. And that was all Colin's idea. Because it props wanted to do an interview with him and he goes, I don't want the standard People would just ask him questions, you know, yeah. with a mic and everything. And he, he, he's like, let's, let's have Lee do a act like a talk show host. Uh-huh. And and it was like, Will Stroud did it. At, he helped with it. Chris Rye um, from Props came down. So it was Chris and Will. But Will was going to college mm. for filmmaking. So they let him use He said, oh, this is a college project. So they let him use this auditorium and we did it nice. there. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. That was, yeah. Good times. Sounds really good. Cool. Yeah, I miss Colin. He was one of those people that you could ride with, and you could just see his head turning, like mm. things he, he was going to do. Like, one of my favorite Colin Winkleman stories is we're out riding. The, there was these malls. I had these quarter pipes on the side of them, called Caroline Circle Mall. And next to it, to the left, about 15 feet away, I would say, maybe even further, was a, you know what a holly bush is? Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's pointy pointy yes pointy like points Mm -hmm. and he goes i want to jump into that so he put (laughs) on like this big thick jacket gloves and just launched off the side of this transition into it and like it was just did it just because he wanted to do it
0: that's awesome
1: that's colin yeah colin's brain
0: that's pure
1: yeah he just he was a wild one
0: yeah ride in peace colin Winkleman.
1: yes sir yeah but it that's yeah I, like i said those are the memories you remember like the, some of the just these dumb things that you would just do
0: yep there's so many of those that we do in bmx but it's just because that's what we want to do at any moment in time and freestyle yep. is the way we do it
1: it is 100
0: yeah well lee i don't want to take too much of your time here i to let you get oh. checked out go around with kelly bolton but where can people Kelly find freaking you? Bolton. Kelly freaking Bolton. Where can people where can find you <laughs> online? <laughs> find me
1: online? Yeah,
0: and what you uh, do.
1: Uh, Lee Ramsdale. That's just, you know, at Lee Ramsdale on Instagram. Yep. But it's, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it, man. It's always good talking to people that, that love it like I love it and just sharing it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I'm psyched on what you're doing with this and, and keeping it different. Thank it's, you. It's re- yeah, it's really cool to see that and see more of this, so Well thank you. I'm I'm trying my so, best. Talking us old farts and BMX. So <laughs> I love it.
0: Well this is my favorite thing to learn directly from you guys. Because yeah, I How old are you? Twenty nine.
1: God, you're not even thirty yet.
0: I'm not even thirty. It's
1: awesome. <laughs> it is. Twenty nine, I will say twenty nine is probably my best year of riding. Like that's, that's good to know when I felt like I was still progressing and still like, you know, I was living in Greenville at the time. And I was like, yeah, that was my pinnacle years. Tw- between, I'd say 20, 28
0: and 32. Nice. I got three good years.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, you got longer watching you. <laughs> three good
0: years and then <laughs> no.
1: Hey, it wasn't that quick. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Pretty close though. <clears> oh, <throat> no. all it's right. It's great. I, I, I i really appreciate it man and this is this has been been awesome rehashing everything
0: yeah dude so everybody check out lee Ramsdale and keep tuned in to mongoose and everything they got going on
1: yeah and keep tuned into brent Moore, everything he's got going on We'll feed the love
0: we already got him here so <laughs> heck yeah there it is